Blog Talk Radio. Caller number one. You rocking with your boy Fat Cat on the Fat Cat Show, so what's cracking? Ain't no party like a fat cat party, cause a fat cat party don't stop. You never catch me sleeping, man, because I'm reaching the top. And if I gotta sacrifice, I put some hip in my hop. Ain't no party like a fat cat party at a fat cat party, they blow. You know how it is, get on your mark, set, go. Let it do what it do, you on the fat cat show, yep. This show's fanatical, so spell it with a capital, cause half of you was laughable, don't have me coming after you. You know exactly what a Mac can do, a legend like Mac can do. I'ma name this Fat Cat Avenue. Man, you gotta be honest, you need to talk it out. Cause if you hate and keep stepping, you need to walk it out. Man, damn, what the fuss is all about? Mean Queen, Fat Cat, they be showing out. Are they real, man? Are these niggas holding out? Make sure the middle finger hits the colon. Cause haters, they never win, man, they, they never do. Raising hell so the devil never go to heaven too. First off, second two, I could never do. Nephew, what? you think I'm sorry cause I left you? Hell. Down for making revenue. One thing I know, you tuning in to the Fat Cat Show, yeah. Hey. Ain't no party like a Fat Cat party cause a Fat Cat party don't stop. You never catch me sleeping, man, because I'm reaching the top. And if I gotta sacrifice, I put some hip in my hop. Ain't no party like a fat cat party at a fat cat party, they blow. You know how it is, get on your mark, set, go. Let it do what they do, you on the fat cat show, yep. Yo, 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 yo. What's cracking? You rocking with your boy. The sinister minister, the thinking deacon, the rabbi Raymond Noodle, the chaplain of fried chicken's last right. That's Fat Cat. What's happening, y'all? Uh, Want to know what's rocking with everybody out there. You know, thanks, everybody, for being uh, patient with me. And I see we got a little room full of people today. And so um, I, I just want to thank those that, that constantly uh, praying for each other, not just not just me, for those that aren't aware, you know, um, the show has been down for a minute, you know, while I was dealing with the loss of my grandfather, um, the mo- one of the most important men in my life. So uh, I want to thank everybody for the prayers and support and even the cards that some people sent. Uh, it, it, it It's all appreciative. So um, thanks for that. But um you know, life goes on, and I and I miss my grandfather deep, deeply, and uh, I'm trying to keep his legacy alive. So, um, anyway, um, what's cracking with y'all out there? How was your day? Uh, I'm getting I'm getting uh, upset right now because we're we're being cheated out of good weather. You know, it seemed like uh, we can't put the coats and jackets and all of that stuff up, and it's it's getting very irritating to me. I, I hate, I, I want to get to the point where all I got to do is just get up in the morning and, 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 you know, jump in the shower, slide on some shorts or some, or in a t-shirt and just go outside and just uh, hop in the car and just, you know, do what I do. But I got to keep sliding on coats and, 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 you know, jeans and, and all of that. Cause it's real cold. And this is the most rain I ever seen in my life. You know, I I I, I can't stand all of this rain. This rain is just is just tearing me apart. You know, it, it's it's aggravating. And uh, speaking of uh, aggravation, um, what uh, I was I was sitting here thinking before the show has started, and you know, and dealing with uh, my my attitude has been real messed up for the last couple of days since my grandfather passed on the 18th of last month and you know how you go through your little aggravation periods and uh people uh and sometimes people annoy you and you know and you don't you don't mean to be mean intentionally but i came up with five a list of five things that that uh that is the most annoying to me and uh maybe you can add to the list if you uh if you got any comment that you want to make on um any of these topics that number is 
press one if you want to comment. But I came up with um, with five things that are the most annoying to me. And um, y'all can vote on which one is annoying to you. And you can also give me uh, your the thing that annoys you the most. Now, uh, one of my number one, I put people tapping you when they're talking. Don't don't you hate that when people just they they talk to you and they like yeah you know hey man you know Baba constantly gotta tap you when they when they talking to you that's that's the most aggravating thing that can that that gets on my nerves and then the second one let me put this up so y'all can get a good idea is people that keep telling you stale jokes I mean if it ain't fly over once I mean stop telling them. I, it's aggravating. I don't. I don't want to hear it no more. And then um, you got people who smack while they're eating. That that's another thing that that aggravates the hell out of me. You know. Uh, and even though I miss him now, and and you know he gone. But my grandfather used to do that. He was one of the worst smackers ever. I could not stand when my grandfather got a meal in him, and he was he was smacked so much. Um, and then number four is people who invite themselves to your house. You ever had that person that that, that you might be wanting a chill day and they'll just pop up at your house and, you know, you might be wanting to be in your crib naked, laying back, chilling or chilling with your honey bunny or whatever it is and they just pop up at your house unannounced. And then uh, the last one is people who always trying to compete with you. Like, like everything is, they got always got to be competitive. Uh, yeah, yeah, cause yeah, you know, it, it, it's it's annoying. I can't, I can't stand that. What, you know, what is that? You know, why you always got to compete? And nine times out of ten, the people that that are are competitive like that, that want to compete with you, they always end up being liars. Liars. They always got to fabricate what they got or fabricate who they are. And, and I don't even, I, I can see that type of stuff when you're, when you're a, a kid or you're probably a teenager or something, but when you up in your, in your thirties and stuff like that, come on, bro. Come on, man. You know, it, it, it's, it's, uh, it's just, it's, it's time, it's time out for that. But anyway, um, if, if you got any comment on that, you know that number is 646-564-9728, uh, press 1 if you want to comment. I, I just, but I think my, my worst one of them all, what would be my worst one of them all? And, you know, with, with people, people that keep telling stale jokes, you know, and they and they laugh at their own jokes. I, I think that is that is so aggravating, but people that... They just pop up to your house, just invite themselves over. That would be the worst uh, one to me that um, that I, I, I just can't get with. That just, that's just uh, over the top to me. But anyway, uh, I want to get to my, my first topic of today. And this is a rather uh, uh, a sad little uh, story to me because um, this individual right here, uh, anybody that will do anything to a kid kid has got to have serious mental issues. And this guy right here, what is his name? His name is Anthony Thrice. He's 26 of Kentucky. And this guy, uh, you know, I, I, I try to give people the benefit of the doubt. Uh, and sometimes you know, uh, the story that is reported on them isn't the full story, but, you know, I, I read a couple of articles and one of the articles caught me, kind of caught me off guard. And, um, and I was looking at it real heavy and it seemed like something is just quite not right with the article. I'm, I'm a, I'm a say, I'm a say it. I'm not going to say it, but I'm going to read the story and I want you to try to catch it, catch what I catch. And if you don't get it, then uh, I'll tell it to you. But in the Fox News uh, uh, section, it says, 
Kentucky dad charged with murder after punching, killing baby over losing video game, police says. Now, check this out. Pay attention. A Kentucky man has been charged with murder for fatally punching his one-month-old son in the head after becoming angry over losing a video game, authorities said Sunday. Clue number one. Anthony Thrice, 26, was watching the baby Friday when he grew enraged over losing the game. Threw, clue, another clue, threw his controller and struck the infant in the head, the Louisville Metro Police Department says. Thrice tried to comfort the baby, carrying him into the kitchen, but dropped him. Louisville Station, Wave TV reported, he reportedly gave his son a bottle before he noticed the infant was in distress and called 911. The baby was initially listed in serious condition at the hospital, but died of his injuries two days later, the station reported. Thrice was facing charges of criminal abuse, first degree of a child, but the charges were upgraded to murder after the child died. Uh, His bond was raised to a million dollars cash after a court appearance on Monday, Rave report. Now, did anybody catch? Now, did anybody catch that? Now, read the, read the, uh, well, you can't read because I don't have the video story, but it says Kentucky dad charged with murder after punching, punching, killing baby over losing video game, uh, police says. Then you go to the story, uh, and it says that he threw a controller, the controller, and struck the baby in the head. Now, what is it? Are they... Are they uh, trying to make this man look like a monster? No doubt that that um, I wouldn't doubt that he did something criminal. You know, I I, I can't I, I can't see two things, two incidents happen at, at once. Now, maybe if you you threw the controller, you threw the controller. I know it's a one month old baby. You threw the controller and you hit him. You hit him in the head. Maybe that was an accident. Maybe, but then you drop the child. You know, uh, you drop the child. That's another one. Now, who does two more neglectful things? I don't know if you, it, like, when you when you care for a baby. I know when when I held my kids, I was so protective over um, my kids. I wanted to make sure I held them and didn't drop them or or or. Squeeze it too. I was so protective that I didn't even want people smoking around my kids or anything. That's how how protective I was over them. So evidently, this boy is uh, two picnic baskets short of a picnic. So um, I don't I don't know what's what's going on with him, but I know one thing: mental illness is real. Mental illness out here is real. So. I, I just don't want to write the boy off like he a cold-blooded killer. Maybe the dude uh, really needs some uh, a psyche valve or something or anything. Because I think anybody that uh, could fix themselves to do something to a child uh, evidently has uh, some deep, down, deep-seated, deep uh, deviant behavior. So um, I, I feel bad um, because... Babies are the most precious thing to me in this world. I, I know, uh, speaking as a father, that 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 I enjoy I enjoy fatherhood, and I especially enjoy when the birth of my kids. I remember every birth of all my three kids. I was all I was always there. I was present, and that was one of the uh, most wonderful moments of my life. You know, so. Uh, but the, I think the bigger problem is that we got uh, all kinds of people that are just out here having kids and they're not uh, and we kind of like quick to throw a type of label on them. 
and it's actually uh, people. We can say, well, people need to stop having sex. It, it, that's that's an easy solution to just put out there and say. But people are not gonna stop having sex, so you could write that off and 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 stop and, and stop talking like that and all of that. Even as a Christian man, I I could I could I could say that. You know, I'm I'm not gonna be hypocritical and and, and act like because you know I'm married now that I might not have been still fornicating at, at some point. But I'm just. I'm just telling you that uh, sex is a powerful emotion and, um, and, and you ain't going to stop nobody from having sex. So definitely um, we got to uh, stop being judgmental of it. But I, I think it's something a little bit more deeper to this story than what it's cracked up to be. Cause I, that a young guy, he 26, you know, maybe he got mental issues and, and we all went through a point one time with our kids where um, maybe the kid was doing some heavy crying and it was driving us crazy. But we but we knew enough to just lay back and chill, and, you know, and try to get everything together. We didn't shake our kids. We didn't beat our kids or nothing like that. But you got to think uh, in this era, we we still dealing with uh, people that were born crack babies. And uh, and people popping pills uh, while kids and these kids are now grown up and they're having kids and and they still got issues with with drugs and stuff in their system and and it probably caused some type of mental lapse with them and and now you know uh, these these kids are raising kids and it's not you know and it's a disaster so um, definitely. Right now, I, I I just feel bad because it's right now as we speak. There's some kid out here that's being raised by parents that's not that's not even worthy to to raise kids. It's it's a ton of it like that. And then uh, you got to blame society in the whole because um, when I look, I was watching uh, something today. I was flicking on TV. I forgot what uh, uh, Ti's them show family hustle or something but they got some new little uh uh show out to a spinoff of their uh their their show and it was uh i was watching tiny uh ti's wife and she was holding uh her little baby girl and she was dressed provocative real provocative i mean the the skirt she was wearing her breast, her cleavage and stuff was exposed. And then the first thing I'm thinking, like, uh, from a little age now, you done, uh, the first thing that a child sees is his parents. And now, you know, you got this, uh, you got this child that's going to emulate this mother. Now we're going to have another baby out here, uh, another young girl out here that's, that's going to try to emulate her mother and dress like that and, 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 you know, and it's just not a good look. We don't have enough uh, parents that's promoting the right things in their kids, and and that's a sad situation. And and it's just overall, I'm I'm tired of seeing young disrespectful ladies, and uh, it's not enough people out here that's that's t- teaching our young ladies to be young queens, it, and it's not enough guys out here that's teaching our our young men to be young kings so uh we got we just got an overall major major problem in our community and um if you got any comments that you want to make on 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 any of this i just talked about that number is 646-564-9728 press one if you want to comment anybody i'm waiting uh what's up cuz i see you in here what's up Tisa, I see you in here. Uh, let me uh, roll on to our next uh, uh, video, and uh, and before I go into it, I'm gonna uh, play the video. The uh, security guard at Walmart uh, ki- killed a suspected shoplifter. Now, uh, <laughs> I don't know why they they hire gung ho you security guards, but <laughs> thank you, uh, sis. I see you in there, but. Um, we're gonna we're gonna look at this video and uh we're gonna go into our 
our our story on the Fat Cat Show. Well, Chris, this is a case that really involves legal heavyweights and two sides of the law, civil court and criminal court. Well, this morning, it was in criminal court and a very well-known criminal defense attorney. Made an informal request for the videotape. In court today, noted criminal defense attorney Mark Garagos, whose former clients include Michael Jackson and Chris Brown, asked a judge to postpone today's arraignment until Thursday to give him time to get a hold of a Walgreens security video so he and the judge can witness the fatal shooting of 21-year-old Jonathan Hart. I want your honor to see it at the same time that we do the uh, bail hearing. Garagos is representing 28-year-old Donald Ciota, who is charged with second-degree murder. On December 2nd, Ciota was working as a security guard at a Walgreens pharmacy at Sunset and Vine in Hollywood when, according to prosecutors, he got into a fight with a homeless man who was suspected of shoplifting. Prosecutors say Ciota shot Hart in the back as the homeless man ran away. Garrigo says he believes the store's security footage will exonerate his client. I want the judge to see the videotape. Uh, based on the reports, based on everything that happened, I will tell you right now, there is no way in the world this should be a murder case. We are encouraged that District Attorney Jackie Lacey has shown the leadership to file murder charges. Across town, another legal heavyweight, Carl Douglas, who was a member of O.J. Simpson's legal team, is representing John... Well, I'm, I'm sorry I, uh, I lost that, that. I lost the sound to that, but... What happened was uh, December 2nd of 2018, uh, a security guard uh, suspected um, this young man of of stealing. And so they got into a confrontation and they and what happened next was. Was uh, the the I guess the security guard felt threatened and he he shot the man as he fled. And um, and what what I what I got out of this story too is because I worked security before anyway w- myself. So if you're dealing with uh, the people that take the most uh, crap, a lot of time is is and and don't get me wrong, I'm not justifying what this uh, security guard did, but what happens a lot of times is. Law enforcement and security uh, always are the ones that get some of the most disrespect, you know, in their professions. And in cooks, too. I'm going to throw cooks. A lot a lot of them um, in professions get a lot of uh, disrespect. But I'm, I'm going to say this. When I was working at Greektown as, as security, you know, we had to uh security we always have to enforce the laws of of the establishment that we're that we're guarding and and one of the um the biggest flex that we caught during that time during my time there was when 911 happened and one of the things that we had to do during this time was we had to bag check and we had to make men and women open their coats up. And so uh, you couldn't have people that uh, that's why you got to do a screening process heavy when you hire anybody in law enforcement or when you hire anybody that's that's going to do security for your establishment because that's a big liability. So with that being said, we had m- many times where we had uh, people that just, we want to just come and do our jobs, you know, and we had to tell people a lot of times, look, uh, this is what I'm told to do. Uh, this is what I have to enforce. It's not my rule. You know, and then you got people that just don't understand that. So during that time, you had people that that just... Um, that just wanted to give you a hard time. You know, uh, we've been accused of uh, just trying to look at they, look at their women's bodies and stuff. You just want to see my girl body and stuff like that. Then harassment. And then, you know, and it, it's just nerve wracking and, and no telling what this, 
this guy might have might have went through, you know, during that time. But I, I still don't think it should have result in in shooting and taking a life. And that's why I said you got to be careful. Uh, you got to get people whose whose temperance is not is not volatile like that, you know, in, in doing a in doing a job. That's why most people are scared to hire security. But if you do, if you're going to hire security, you want to make sure that that person is even killed. So the family of this young man right here is is suing the Walmart, not on the fact that the young man uh, was killed. And, and by the looks of it, you can tell he was uh, uh, the, the, the security officer that shot and killed him was white. So he might have been uh, timid timid you know you know how we do when especially if we in our own little no he was in hollywood though but you know how uh when when we get rah rah with it you know and they don't understand us and they they get to get to going crazy what is that carol she says that was one thought that the security guard should have been screened for yeah public interaction you know because they they always since they always gave us conflict resolution, we had to take conflict resolution classes uh, when when dealing with uh, people because uh, emotions can quickly go anywhere. You know, I had uh, during my time as a uh, officer, uh, security officer at Greek Town, I don't had people walk up talking about they was gonna smack me. I, you know, and and my thing is, you can say whatever you want to say. Uh, to me, it ain't gonna it ain't gonna affect me. But the minute that you put your hands on me, that's another that's another story. But and then I had a I had a opportunity where I I worked at a I worked security at a strip joint. You know, uh, and I was a bouncer at a strip joint, and my whole thing was always I don't want to hurt nobody, and I don't want to get hurt. I want to make it home to my family, and I want to make sure that you. Uh, make it home to your family because you could basically tell uh, who is gung ho. You know when you when you get and it's the same with some of these police officers. When one get a gun, some when I, when I got my gun, I had my gun now for about a uh, good seven years, and and my thing was I wasn't gung ho with it. I I always and once I got my gun, I I, I didn't want to. I avoid going places that that make me most likely to use it. So I don't do gas stations. I don't do gas stations in the city where a bunch of dudes with T-shirts and stuff are hanging around the, the gas station. Um, I always gas up before I, I come down to the city, city because I, I don't, you know, I don't believe in taking lives. But I will defend myself if I have to. But if it's just some unnecessary stuff, you just got people out here. They they just they just want to make the news. They just want to do uh, whatever they want to do, and, and 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 you get incidents like this. And the the sad case is I seen many uh, videos and old videos of people getting killed at Walmart because of the security guard. He was a gung ho brother, so um. But anyway, uh, I, I know I've been doing a lot of talking. So, but if you want to comment on any of this, like I said again, that number is six four six five six four nine seven two eight, and press one if you want to comment. You know, uh, call me up. You know, uh, I, especially if you ain't doing nothing, you and you and you like some of the topics that's in here, and if. And even if you got to uh, uh, give me a topic for a later date, you know, uh, it's it's all cool. Just call me up. Call me up. Call your boy Fat Cat and um, let's talk. But right now, you know, I just I'm, I, um, I feel sorry for uh, the guy's family, but I don't like the family didn't play the race card, though. They played the gay card. And and um, one of the things that that's uh, that's killing that's getting to me is that I um, if you know 
I have nothing against homosexuality. I don't, me, myself, I don't care for it. But I don't like uh, the agenda that's being pushed uh, with uh, homosexuality. Because if you're going to be, be it, don't try to influence my kids behind that. And don't get mad at me because I'm, you know, I'm raising my kids to be contrary to what uh, agenda that you're pushing. So, uh, I believe, I believe in God's word. And I believe that I believe what the word says about homosexuality. God didn't condone it. So, um, and that's how I raised my kids. But, um, but it's a big agenda that's being pushed that, that I pretty much don't, uh, subscribe to and i don't let even them i watch the cartoons my kids watch uh i had to i cut them off from from spongebob a long time ago when i seen uh spongebob dress up in a dress you know what i'm saying that's and i'm seeing where they got kids now where they're letting them kind of um uh decide they gender already you know and and the kid is only six years old and they a kid calling you know a young boy six-year-old boy calling himself a a chick already and you know and it's just too much over the top but i ain't gonna i ain't gonna get all off into that i'm just gonna get into my topic for today and uh i want i want everybody to uh uh if you got any comments make sure you uh you hit that you hit that uh that number and uh, talk to your boy Fat Cat. That number is six four six five six four nine seven two eight. Press one if you want to comment. Well, today's topic is staying in your lane. Everything ain't for everybody. Success and opportunity doesn't mean the same thing for everyone. So don't look at another person's results and try to mirror it. You know the saying. If they can do it, I can do it too. Wait a minute, hold up. You have you can have this have success, but maybe not doing the same thing. How many times have you ever tried to sell something and be successful at it because Bob did it? And it didn't work out for you. The name of the game is finding your lane and staying in it. Everything isn't for everybody. And you know, um, I was just I was just talking about this to uh, to my mom, and I think the problem with us as as uh, as a black community is that we're we're a very creative people. We put our minds to if they, if, I believe if a Holocaust was to come now, we'd be, you know, most of us may not be. Uh, survivalist ready but most of us know how to live from the ground because we had country parents and grandparents and and stuff like that but um, overall when we when, when one black come up with something instead of trying to uh, incorporate ourselves with something else we we flood the market like if I come up with an invention or if I come up with a with a let's say a tire shop right here and let's say my tire shop is doing real good uh then instead of somebody say okay he 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 doing tires I'm gonna do bumpers or I'm gonna do uh uh let's say hubcaps or or axles or something like that We'll be like, okay, I'm gonna open up a tire shop and put it right next to them. Now we competitors. Now you making the competitors and you making we taking business from each other, and then we at odds because you know uh, there's no love there. But when Jews, when they do certain things, like they say, they'll look at it totally on a different spectrum. They they will uh, one to open that tire shop, the other one to open the axle, the other do hubcaps, the other do bumpers. And, and all that, and everybody is still making money, and they they'll be like, well, well, they might ask the one person that do tires, oh, do you? I need a bumper for that. Well, go down and see my boy Goldstein down the 
down there here. And that's how the economy thrives. But we wanna we wanna always do what the next person do because we see that they have they having some kind of success with it. But that's not your lane. That may not be your lane all the time. Now why you why why would you wanna flood and make make the market hard for a person that's that's thriving in a business? You know what I'm saying? And then you could look at it you could look at it totally different too. And staying in your lane is is people always in other people's business. You know what I'm saying? Don't worry about what I'm doing over here. Stay in your lane. Do you, you know, do you. Stop worrying about, you can't get your life together because you worried about what I'm doing in my lane. Stay in your lane. That's the problem with most of us. We always, uh, and, and you know, we all got a habit of, uh, of you know we might see somebody we don't like and you know what I'm saying or or you know and we we talk about them or we you know everybody guilty of that type stuff but but one thing that I'm not going to do is is I'm not going to do anything that's going to hinder uh, any progress that you're trying to make because at the end of the day we all got to feed our families and that's what is and that's what is uh, what is uh, all about at the end of the day. But most people, it, they you just I, I try to stay away from um, negative people. I try to keep negative people out of my out of my circle, you know, because I'm a, I'm gonna bring up an example, uh, one case when uh, when I had the vision to open the church back up. You know, the church need a lot of work. It still it needed a lot of work, but we got a lot of things done. But it still need work on on the church. Some some good strong work on the church. But during my process of of opening the church, you know, people uh, was like, "Man, that building too raggedy. Uh, don't be pouring all your money in there." And don't be, you know, wait, 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 partner, wait, stay over there. Mind your business. Let me do me. Because it's not. You know, your cup of tea, that don't mean that, you know, that I, I don't, you know, because of uh, your input, I got to follow what you say. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know how many people made it famous because they didn't follow advice of, uh, of other people. They they uh, they looked outside the box. And a lot of times and this just for you uh, to know your to know for yourself, a lot of people, you know. Don't listen to people. You know, if you got a, a strong uh, will to do something and, and, and try to achieve at it and stuff, don't listen to naysayers. You know, I always, when when God gave me the vision to open the church back up, I, I, I listened to what God told me to do. And and basically that became, that became my, my blueprint. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't. I couldn't let, you know, uh, uh, people tell me what to do. And the sad part is most of the time it'd be the people that's most, that's the closest to you that, uh, that, uh, uh, try to put a monkey wrench in your plan. But other than that, like I said, with, uh, if you want to comment on any, uh, on this, uh, any of the topics that we, uh, talked about today, that number is six, four, six. Five six four nine seven two eight. Press one if you want to comment. We could even go back to uh, what annoys you the most too. Also, in the beginning of the segment, we talked about what what annoys you uh, the most of people, because I've been dealing with that, and that's one of the things too that where people try to tell you what you know what's best for your life, and they don't know how to stay in their own lane. Uh, that's like. That's like uh, taking advice. Like I'm gonna talk about myself, you know, too, because you know, of course, I'm fat. That's like me trying to be your uh, personal trainer. Would you take personal training advice from me? Nah. You know, if I don't walk the walk, if I don't walk the walk, you know, and and, that, and that's the sad part. People listen to people that ain't even successful. How can you? How can a person that's not successful tell you how to be successful? That that's another thing. Be careful of the 
the company you keep and the advice that come your way. You know what I'm saying? Somebody that's always in somebody else's business and they and their lives they ain't, ain't got nothing going on that you're going to take advice. You're going to take the most advice from that person. That, that that don't make no type of sense. But like I said, I'm I'm getting uh we got 19 more minutes and uh and I I, I thought I was going to have a uh a lot of people uh comment on here, but that that number is 646-564-9728 press 1 uh if you if you want to comment. And I like I like the saying too uh because it backs up my point of the uh, the little uh, sign that I got on, on the thing. It said, when you're in your own lane, there is no traffic. You know, and, and, and that, that holds true. Because everybody tried to flood flood the thing. I remember when my mom, she uh, she started making these cups. And she was she was doing real good on the cups. She was, she was making hand over fish, you know. And then... All of a sudden, you know, you had uh, people that was close to her doing the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Instead of, you know, instead of getting in their own lane, then they asking, uh, how you do it? I can't sell it. How? You know, because that wasn't meant for you. That wasn't meant for you to do. Stop trying to copy other people's uh, lives and and and, and and things about their life because it's not meant for you. You know what I'm saying? You don't know you don't know what that person went through to to get into in the position that they that they uh got to. You you don't know what struggles they going through just to maintain maintain to do it. Uh Carol says, I can't understand how women feel that exposing skin makes them a woman they simply make themselves a target and not taken serious yep executively i'm gonna say it like that executively because um i'm gonna tell you the truth i was never i was never a fan of a loud woman i'm gonna tell you some of the biggest uh turnoffs were for me i didn't like a woman that was too provocative I didn't like an aggressive woman. I didn't like uh I didn't like a loud woman, a woman that talk loud. I don't like a smoking woman. I don't, I don't like none of that. You know what I'm saying? Uh and so those were always whenever I seen a woman in the club and she was showing her her skin to me that's a uh that's a sign of low self-esteem. There's no other way that you can get attention so you want to you want to expose your body to get some type of attention. I was never, I never liked uh, attention really drawn to me, drawn to me like that. But it was, uh, but it, it's just funny that you see, you see so many women now, they, 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 they think that's the way and it's not, and you would think it would just be young women, but, the, but I see women now in their fifties and they, you know, or even older, you know, they're still out here like they some young broad out here. And it it, it, it just, it, it don't make no sense. But like I said, uh, to each his own, you got to, you got to live your life and find out, find out. But I know one thing too, if I, if I'm steady looking at your life, I can't even get my life, my life straight. And that's the thing people got to uh, pay the most attention to. You know, I got to see a lot. I got to see a lot of people for who they really are when my grandfather passed. You know what I'm saying? Because you have people that are, they they hang on to you and they act like they for you. But when it, when the stuff hits the fan, when the stuff hits the fan, you'll really find out who uh, people are. Wait a minute. Got to call her. Walking with the Fat Cat Show. What's happening? Hey, what's going on? What's happening? I was just listening to. I had to tune in because I caught that last part of a discussion where someone, you all were talking about women and the dress code. 
Yeah. I was Go trying ahead. to so I so my thing is about this cuz you said it's a sign of self control uh low self esteem. And I find it interesting how some men love to look at half naked women and the pressure is there. But <laughs> then Where's the demand coming from? The demand is coming from somewhere. Because a lot of the times they'll, you know, people will preach about having being all clothed. And, but then you're <laughs> not checking for the woman with, with the clothes on. So that's for, or I want a natural woman. And all of these demands that's being put on women, where are the demands coming from? Because you complain about the natural hair. You complain about the weave. You complain about this. And it's just like all of this outside pressure on women and our issues where there's the demand for it somewhere. Mm -hmm. Because you're really not checking for the woman with, you know, nothing but her eyes showing. (laughs) You know what? And I get get where you're coming from, too. But what what I'm simply saying, yeah, it's a demand coming in for it. But just think generally uh, what's, what's happening, especially... I can look at a lot of chicks that I, I went to school with back in the days that, that was that female, that was the simple female like that. And now they're, they're in their mid forties and they, they're not married and they, and they, they single, they wonder why no man has, has really snatched them up or, or they don't have a husband. And now they still out here trying to do the same thing. And, and, and still ain't getting a picture for it. I know it's a lot out here because you gotta, you got. Because at one point, at one point, uh, I, I could say I wasn't, I wasn't that that guy that that really was attracted to a lot of skin showing. I, I would look at it, but I wasn't that one that was gonna make that girl my woman. You know what I'm saying? Well, why not? But because. It, it, I, I I just feel like I just feel like that woman, if she gon' if she exposing her meat to the world, then she then I don't have nothing special. She don't share nothing special for me. She ain't she's got nothing saving special. her sexual energy for you, and, and just because she's showing her, just because she's where she wants to display or dress a certain way, does not mean she's ready to lay down with. With everybody So I mean I know women who dress from Like I said Stockings, leggings Slips, spanks They all covered up And got all the clothes on But their morality is jacked up And they'll take all of that stuff off for everybody So your dress code <laughs> Does not determine your attitude And Amen. Amen. I agree. And we should teach people that if you like a lot of we don't teach our boys that we don't teach other women that that you if you can look at somebody and judge somebody or feel that it's okay to disrespect somebody because what they have on that's an issue with you because there are sometimes me I'm a prime example I wear baggy clothes because you know I'm in a I train dogs for a living but I've always been in like male dominated field. Mm-hmm. And they bu- they bug me more because I, I asked a man one time. I said I do my best to because I got to go to people's houses and I make sure that I'm not showing any skin, nothing form fitting. I said, and here you go. I I thought I looked like a little dude, and here you go messing with me. And he said, because I know what's up under there. And the more clothes you have on, the harder I think about what's up under there. And that let me know. That that's just some men, and I can't do nothing about that, and I can't keep downplaying wearing my hair in a bun, putting a hat over my head, covering up in jackets. I spent my whole life doing that to avoid unwanted male attention, and I'm just not doing that anymore. You you know so, you know what, I, and I I understand where you're coming from, but it's all about. It's all about your uh, morality and how your views and how you view things. And I know, like pretty much, pretty much, I, I grew up with that 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 value. They said, uh, you know, I came from that era where where I watched 
I watched how, you know, not comparing my wife or anything to my grandmother or my mother or, or things like that. <laughs> but I came up I came up with, with that from that era where where you were taught to uh be a respectable woman. I never seen my I never seen my mother cuss uh a man out. I never seen my grandmother cuss my grandfather or cuss nobody out. You know what I'm saying? And and I'm just speaking from a from a a, a, a decent I, I I find myself to be a decent dude. You know, uh of course I had to have my, my run around the block. I haven't always been uh Mr. Gentleman when it came to women. But but I find myself to uh always I was never that guy that was walking around the street with my pants back, dragging and, and sagging and doing all of that. I always had to be respectful. So I always wanted uh, whoever I take, because I know I don't want my daughter dressing like that. I want my daughter to understand, you know, uh, remember how they you used to dance too close to a chick? They'd be like, save something for the Holy Ghost or, or save something <laughs> if, if you wore your clothes too tight. They said, they said, save something for the imagination and you know what I'm saying? So I came from that type era. So whenever I seen, uh, I know all the women that I ran into in, with, in clubs uh, that, that dress like that, they were trying to get that attention. They was trying to get that, uh, they was trying to get that, that baller dude to take them home. I'm not saying that's every one of them, but the majority of them that I ran into, I'm a, I, I should have put it like that. The majority of them that I ran into was cut from that cloth. You know, they was always trying to, you know, Oh, I'm gonna get me a ball of the night. I, you know, blah 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 and blah. And you don't think that the ones dressing in business clothes want bottles too? Oh hell yeah! <laughs> Indubitable. Indubitable. Yeah. So it's just all of this. You know, I, I'm just just look at how society try to put women in these, and you got to dress this way, and you should carry yourself this way, and especially when it comes to black women now. You want us to be clothed and have all of these restrictions. And then I just look at how the dynamics, how they talk about Superhead, and they demonize her. And then Kim Kardashian come on. Kanye made a song about gold diggers and hoes and this. this. And then he go marry one of the women that shows literally everything. And now she's pushed to the forefront as, go ahead, girl. But when a black woman particularly stands up and say, I'm owning my sexuality, whether I wear a short skirt on, whether I have, no matter what, I'm going to command respect. Then it's like, oh, no, don't, she a hoe. She this. She looking for a baller. But, and that's but you, one of the major problems I have with you, but, people and all of this judgment on women. But but you know what? Merely, merely what I'm saying is from my perspective. I, because I don't, I don't want to. Because for one, I don't got no heaven to hell to put nobody in. You know what I'm saying? So, but I, I'm what? just saying, I, I, I'm just saying how I view when, when I, when I go like, even if I was a single man, if I was a single man, I, I always stayed away from those types. Not saying that that a freak can't be fully clothed either. You know. <laughs> It's all about I mean, a freak could be fully clothed too. I, I done ran, I done right. ran into, I done ran into a couple of clothed freaks. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Maybe all in the front pew. <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 yeah, you, 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 de- you definitely right. But I, I just, but, but to me, as, as a father, and I'm, and I'm raising kids because I don't, I don't, uh, I don't uh, exempt. That fake booty Kim Kardashian either, you know what I'm saying? She and then you got to look at who who she married. Kanye is a is a confused, a confused nutcase. That dude, mm-hmm. that dude, you know, because it's all about the men that that these women are attracting. A lot of them, and then a lot of them, they they come out there. I, I remember uh, I was at a club one time and. Um, and it was a chick. She had her her uh, dress so high and tight, cut up, you could see her booty cheeks hanging from up under it. 
And then she was wondering, and she she was wondering why, like, why these men just all on me? I'm, I'm sick and tired of these. Well, that's how you presented yourself. It's but like I said, in the in the case of me, I don't present myself, and I get some of the most uh, horrific things said to me on the daily. Mm-hmm. It is just ridiculous, and I'm out, I'm in a whole entire coat, walking dogs, training dogs, and and the vulgarity that come out of these men's mouths. Just like the other day, man come. I always see you walking dogs. I can tell you got some strong legs. I want to test them out. <laughs> you know, and then I told him I could come over there and kick you in your shins, and we <laughs> could see how that works. Or you know. And and it's just, I think that when you're a woman, you're going to get a call. We are, we are accosted daily. And there is no formula to thwart those unwanted advances. There's no formula. It's like, okay, well, if I wear a skirt. Because now um, I like to wear a short skirt, so I like to wear um clothes sexy or I like to and that does not give anybody the right to feel like they can approach me if I want to go to the club or if I want to go hang out with my friends and I got a husband and then you know and like I said some men don't care about it because I remember one time I was going out and I my skirt was a little bit longer and I said how I look and he was like mm-hmm, you look responsible which let me know <laughs> <laughs> So he likes for me to go out and dress nice and dress sexy because he know he know where am I going? And he said if you pass up the layman y'all to go to Hamburger Helper, then that's on you. So that's one thing I like about him because I can't be with nobody who want to control my dress code and and do that. So I think society needs to just have respect for women. Get to know you beyond that short skirt, just like you don't want nobody judging you or pulling you over, or the cops treating you a certain way because you got on something they would think is thuggish. Right, I I, I agree. I you know, and I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you because I, you know, unfortunately we do live in a world where it's a it's a bunch of labels, you know. Uh, everything is labeled. We got a label on everything, and I think, I think too, like I said, uh, uh, we we gonna always hold ourselves to some kind of moral standards. You may not, you may not have a standard when it comes to that, but it's something that you hold dear, dear, you know, mor- morality wise that you're gonna hold on to. It's a principle that you have in your life that you're gonna hold on to, and you're gonna, you know. You're gonna fight for that principle, but like I said, because like and, and then to say this, sometimes uh, I'm not saying this too because you're my cousin, but you you are a beautiful woman. You are oh, beautiful. Thank you. So so men are gonna generally hit on you regardless of what you have on. They're gonna they're gonna hit on you because like I said, I know uh, back in my heyday. Back in my heyday, it was hit or miss. You know, me and had a philosophy. <laughs> when, we, when we was out here, when we was out here doing our thing, our, our thing was either she gonna say yes or she gonna say no. <laughs> but, you know, and, 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 and that's and that was that's the mentality. And you still got people that have that to this day because think about how the how the morals went before me and you know, in unfortunately in our community, I know we got a few seconds. I'm gonna try to get this off, but. Uh, okay. Our 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 people, our daddies and our uncles told us the first thing they said to us was, "Do uh, how many girlfriends you got? You need to have more than one girl." They didn't tell us things morally that that find you one wife and all that. They put in our head that right. we had to have more than one girlfriend. So that they have enough car windows. Yeah, me and satellite <laughs> talk about that all the time. So, but. But you know that's how it is, cause and that's and that's sad. But 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 you know wear your dress, yeah. wear your tight dress. You know wear, wear my dress. Okay, all right. It was good talking to you. 
Uh, and see everybody. All right. <laughs> see everybody on the next show. We out of here.